This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the Pep Talk. Now here's Ernie Anastas and Patricia Stark. That's what we are. I'm Ernie Anastas. And I'm Patricia Stark. And we're together having a good time as usual. You know what song this is. This is The Police. Every Breath You Take. Now listen to that. I love this song. Every move you make. You know, when I was in high school, I liked this song. Hmm. And then someone pointed it out to me that he was obsessing over someone in maybe not such a great way. And I was like, really? I was like, I thought it meant I love uh, every breath you take. I love every move you make. Yeah. But apparently there's more to the story there than that. There is. You know, this also brings back a memory for me. Uh, when I was doing the news on Channel 7 Eyewitness News in New York, every uh, year they would always have a fall presentation of all the new programs yeah. coming out. So we would do that and all the stars would come out on stage and then our local news team would come out there as well. And they would make a video and they used this song oh. to show us as reporters, as anchors, every move you make, I'll be watching you. And they oh, had so video, of, you know, the mayor taking an oath of office and mm -hmm. somebody getting locked up or somebody doing something wrong. And it was a great theme and it really worked well. So this song has a lot of personal memories. Yeah, it. it is a good song. Yeah. It's got a, a great melody to it. And I love Sting. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. he's just amazing Fantastic. talent. You know, one of the reasons that I like this song today is because it, it leads us into the conversation about more about who we are and um it, covering the news you and i have done this together in many ways and i just think that it's an honor to be doing the news and it's changed a lot because of the opportunity that you have now for more information more than ever before yeah. which i really like and i'm sure you do too but it, you know the problem with it is that it's being abused in some ways mm -hmm. particularly with the internet and uh, people can say and do whatever they want unsubstantiated information rumors you name it. And that's the thing that bothers me the most. And it kind of leaks over into a lot of the mainstream media. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of it is, look, there's so many things vying for our attention and, and, and vying for our eyeballs and our yeah. ears these days. Right. So the things that are extreme or controversial or, you know, whatever it takes to get the ratings up is mm -hmm. unfortunately what happens, right? Yeah. Because everybody's vying for your attention. The thing that I do like about it, and I was thinking about this the other day, so it's interesting that you bring this up is that because now any of us can decide where we want to go to try to get our news or sure. get our information, yep. we're no longer just being spoon fed from like two or three big entities. And I think that's a good thing. But I think it's also true that we have to be careful and not take everything mm. as fact or as face value. Well, I, I think, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And I think that there are two factors, in my view, uh, that have changed everything. Social media and reality television. Yes. Okay. Because the mood has changed. There were practices and standards years ago that people were very careful about in the broadcasting business. Uh, that kind of has gone away. And now there's a free-for-all. So people can say and do a lot of things that we wouldn't do before. And, and now, you know, there's a different attitude. 
And I think the attitude is that aggressive, I can say and be who I want, which in a way is okay. But at the same time, if you don't have some regulation, then you have a free for all. And, and I don't have to tell you and a lot of people listening to us will say, hey, how come all of this stuff is so terrible that we see? Mm-hmm. Uh, not only news, but also programming that is, I don't know. I mean, I know that this is sounding strange to a lot of people and saying, what's the matter with this guy? Why isn't he with the Times? I am with the Times. Very much so. But I also feel that some standards and practices are very important to make sure that we are protecting the truth. Yes, I agree with that. And I think that what also ends up happening, because I hear this from a lot of people, is that they feel inundated and they just want to then not tune into anything. Mm -hmm. They're like, I don't know who to trust. I don't know what to believe. I don't want to hear negativity Mm 24-7. And many times they'll just kind of dip in to make sure they're not missing anything major. And then they're gone. They're not even Mm. necessarily tuning in. Well, you know, you're right. And then, you know, you start looking at facial cloning, um, voice cloning, and you start thinking about some of the damage has been done already and more to come. I mean, you and I both feel the same way about family and particularly young people and children. And bullying is a big issue. And and we're both concerned about that. And when I think about a lot of young people uh, who have been really harmed to the point where some of them have committed suicide, Mm -hmm. these are horrible stories. And a lot of that comes from the ability to be able to do that. At one time, you know, it was in the it was in the schoolyard. You know, some kid would bully you or say something, and it was limited to that. Yeah. Today, it's global. It's oh, everywhere. And you can bring the entire school yeah. and community of friends right into the privacy of your bedroom because mm. it's on your phone, mm-hmm. and you can't get away from it. Yes. And you can sit there and ruminate about it. And real. But the thing that bothers me on top of that is that I feel like often, where are the adults in the world? Because the adults now are bullying each other. Everyone's hating on each other, yep. bad-mouthing, demonizing yeah. each other. And if that's the example we're setting for our sure. kids, how do we expect them to do any better? Well, I agree with you. And, and you know, you talk about attitude. Now, this is taking us into different directions, but it's all the same thing. Uh, the attitude today is horrible. I mean, uh, driving around the city, people are blowing their horns at one another. People are sticking out, you know, their, their tongues and everything else at each other. I mean, there's an anger and there's a frustration and that I can't understand. I mean, I've been in the city over 40 years and, and I understand what it's like to be covering news and events. And I have seen that change. And a lot of it comes from the opportunity that people have to express themselves but not in a good way sometimes mm-hmm. by being able to say something, do something that is negative, that's harmful. I, I, I think there are people listening and saying, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Where has that had line been crossed? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of like when you are on your computer or on your phone, you can really say and do anything you want because you don't have to face people, mm. right? And the lockdowns didn't happen. The ma- I mean, didn't help. The masks didn't help. You know, all of this pulling us away from relationships and having to be in front of people, facing mm-hmm. each other and working things out. You know, I just wa- saw some public service announcement about how, um, you know, d- depression and loneliness and all these things are up because people weren't interacting with each other. Sure. <laughs> and we're like, well, what did you think was going to happen. You know, I mean, most of our only outlets were behind Mm -hmm. that screen. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. people became more emboldened, more able to say things that they want to say because there's no accountability. There's many people that will act a certain way over the web or if they're driving, right? But if you sat down next to them, they wouldn't be that person because they wouldn't dare act like that with someone physically in front of them. Yeah, I I understand that. And that's part of hiding. I mean, we have the ability now, everybody has the ability to hide. You can do something, say something. You know, there's a 
talk about quotations. You and I both like them. Character is the way you act in the dark. Mm. When nobody when can no see you, watching. when no one's right. watching, when no one's listening, how yes. do you act? That's right. And that's been kind of taken away in a way. Mm-hmm. And people are just saying, you know, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't have to worry about it because there's no accountability. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a big concern for you and I. Uh, we both enjoy talking to young people. And young people have that opportunity right now to be and do whatever they want. And we always encourage that. Um, If you go out to a school, and I love doing that, and you ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? If you start asking them what they like, what do you enjoy doing when you don't have to do it? They always will come up with something. They're they're playing ball. they're, they're, They're working on a project of some sort. And if you inspire them to think about what they really like, what they want to do, man, it's amazing what they say. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that you're bringing up a really interesting point as far as young people versus where we're at in society right mm-hmm. now. And I truly believe in a positive way that that's who's going to save us. Sure. Because I think right now they're looking at the world and they're looking at adults saying, what is going on with these people? Because they have their whole lives ahead of them right now. And, you know, when you start out before you've been discouraged or beaten down or whatever it is, you do look and think things can be good. You know, mm-hmm. I can make this world the way that I want it to be. Right. So I have hope for that. You know, I'm an adjunct professor at a college up um, in the Hudson Valley. Mm-hmm. And I look at these 13 students that I have and they really are wonderful people. Sure. And there's, it's, it's a completely diverse group, all different, you know, cultures and, and uh, different ages and, and genders. And, you know, I just, every time I go into that class, yeah. I'm like, these, they're all good sure. people. Yeah. And they're looking in different ways and different points of view. But when I have conversations with them, they, they have great ethics. They have a great way of looking at things. Yeah, do. I don't see this mm-hmm. judgmental um, infighting that you would want, you know, that sometimes I guess the media would want us to think we're all at each other's yeah. throats. I don't see that well, with the, them. The, they're still kind of in that innocent stage, you know, where they haven't had a lot of experience in, in the real world. And when I see that, you know, I, I want to protect them yeah. if I can. But, you know, we've had careers and still have careers in media and entertainment, and we love it. So it's the same thing with these young people. Um, it's important to guide them in some way. Many times kids will go off to college and they'll study liberal arts and they'll graduate with a degree. And then you say, well, what are you going to do now? They don't know. It's something that comes along. All of a sudden, you end up in the particular field because somebody knew somebody and they offered you a job. Rather than directing them and saying, do the thing that you really enjoy. Right. Because that's where they find their purpose. Yeah. That's where they find an opportunity to change the world and do the things that you and I are talking about. Yeah. They need some kind of form, shape, and passion for what they're doing. They do. You know, I saw a great commercial the other day. It said, don't dream, don't hope, don't wish, plan. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's such a great line because sometimes, you know, it's like that analogy of if you let a boat leave the harbor and it didn't have a destination, it would just float around mm-hmm. out there yeah. forever yeah. and never know where to to get to. And exactly. I know it's hard when you're younger to know exactly what you want to do, but yeah. you bring up the point of what do you love? What would you do if no one even paid you? Mm-hmm. What is that passion? And then look for something under that umbrella. It sure. can be a broad umbrella. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be so specific and you can change gears along the way. But to look for what is that thing that I would enjoy so much that I would do if somebody didn't even pay me. Absolutely. And remember, I shared that story with you and I'll cut it down about the five balls, you know, the the important things that you you throw, uh, you balance, you juggle in in life. It was was a nice analogy of this person that was doing that and saying, okay, it's work, family, friends, health, and reputation. Okay. These are five balls that you're juggling all the time, right? But work is important. Go all the way with that. Okay. Because it's a rubber ball that'll bounce. 
amounts. But family and health and, and reputation, uh, these things are made of glass. And you have to be very careful about that. So we have to instill in our young people to say, okay, love your work, do what you're doing, but don't lose sight of your values. What really is important to you, take care of your family, take care of your health, take care of your reputation and your health. Yes. That's very important because if you lose that, you lose everything. Right. Now, how many people do we know that have successful careers and feel a hollow victory right. because they've lost everything else that we're talking about. Yeah, they have maybe no one to share it with, no. uh, or, or they just keep wanting the next thing. They're not satisfied or be able to just mm. be in the moment. Yeah. And, you know, relationships are so valuable and so important. And that goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning. If you're not out there interacting, getting out from behind your screen, getting out from behind your yeah. phone. I mean, and I know you know this. How many times over the years, Ernie, before we really were all attached to our cell phone, sure. would you be sitting on a plane or sitting waiting for a plane or sitting sitting somewhere and then you strike up a conversation with somebody and you have a connect. I met a guy on a plane one time that I got a great client out of it, right? Oh, yeah. Or you got another opportunity out of it. We're literally mm -hmm. missing opportunities by not interacting with people and having our face in technology. Yeah. Well, that, that's a big problem. I mean, go out to dinner and, and look at a family sitting at a table. Parents and three kids, they're all on their phones. Oh, we won't allow that. No one's talking. We will not allow that. No one's talking. No, <laughs> We're I, like, no, this is their time. Right. Everybody put it away. Lock it up. Let's be with each other. Absolutely. And Absolutely. fully present with each other. We also need good role models. And um, recently I, I saw a survey and I've asked people on the street on my question, um, you know, who are your heroes? Who do you admire? Who do you look up to? Who's the wisest person you know? And, and many times when you ask people, particularly young people, who their heroes are, they're stumbling to find an answer. Mm -hmm. They don't know. And the answer they usually come up with is, my mother, my yeah. father, my parents, my brother, my sister. That's who I trust. Yes. That's who my hero is. Because many times, you know, with the people who are built up to be heroes are also brought down. Because right. again, going back to media, access to so many stories, someone that you thought was a terrific person, all of a sudden there's a story that comes out, well, you know, maybe it's questionable. Yeah. And that's a sad thing in right. many ways that, you know, we, we don't want to back away from the truth. We want to know the real stories. But at the same time, so much, you know, that TMI, right? Too much information. Too much information sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting topic that we're having right here. I mean, many people are probably listening to us and say, I wish I could jump in right now because I have an opinion. I know this too. would be good for the radio show yeah. because I'm sure everybody would have uh, an opinion about all of these things for sure. You know, uh, the other question that comes up is what makes you happy? Okay. That's a tough question. If you start polling people and I love doing that, what makes you happy? Um, I'm going to ask you. Okay. What makes you happy? I think what makes me happy is being with the people that I care about, that I love, that are important to me and reminding myself to really, like, as I said a moment ago, be fully present. I find that I get anxiety or I'm not happy when I'm worrying about yesterday or tomorrow mm. on top of what I'm trying to do today. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind myself to just come be fully present in each moment as much as I can be. Sure. And that's when I, in my happiness, I think happiest, I think that's when you get flow, when you're in the moment, mm -hmm. that's where that happy flow really happens. Yeah, yeah. Staying current. Yes. Absolutely. Mindfulness. How about you, Ernie? What makes you uh, happy? Pretty much the same thing. I mean, to me, if you ask me what makes me really happy is family. Uh, I've always been family oriented from the time I was a little kid. And I really knew when I was young, uh, 17, 18, 19 years old, that I wanted to get married. I wanted to have a family. 
and it was instilled in me. So being a, a, a father, being a husband, that to me is so important. I've always looked at my kids and I've said to them, especially when I was doing a lot of television and I was on the air every day and I would always turn to them and say somewhere along the lines, just remember, I'm doing this because I really love what I'm doing. It's my job. It's my work. But the most important thing that I do, the most important job I have is being your dad. Yeah. And I wanted them to know. And to this day, they're all grown up and they know. I call them every day yes. and we talk because that family to me is lasting and it gives me the strength that I need to continue. Yes. If I didn't have that family structure, my life would be very different. Oh. Think about this. If you didn't have your family, Patricia, right? How different would your life be right now? Yeah, I think that I would probably feel more lonely. Yeah. I would feel less of a purpose. Um, you know, it really is so fulfilling to be a mom and to raise a good human being mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, you know, to have that connection. You know, yeah. when we come home, you know, we, we could only have one child for a lot of different reasons. And he was really a miracle. But, you know, three to me is a very powerful spiritual number. Yes. And, you know, when the three of us are together, it's just that connection and mm -hmm. that it's 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 all good. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not the Brady Bunch. It's not always perfect. It's yeah. just like everything it's else. Life. We all have our yeah. issues. Um, but, you know, that's really when I feel feeling so happy. I understand that. And you know, the other thing that we need to add to this, um, and I know we both feel the same way, there are many people who don't have a family, uh, did not have a good family life. And I feel for them. Yeah. I really do. And a lot of things in life, you know, are, are special. They're different. Uh, we have a lot of diversity in this world. And I respect all of that. And I say, okay, if you don't have the children, if you don't have, you know, your partner, um, do the best you can with it. And this is another topic that we can get into. There's a thing called luck and good fortune. And I believe in that. I think you have to make a lot of your good luck. But, but there is some truth to it. How many people out there, I say, you know, would love to be able to do what I'm doing, would love to have been the, the main anchor in New York City mm -hmm. for all those years, would love that job. And they're qualified, maybe better qualified, mm -hmm. but there's timing as well. That, that's an important part of life. Yes. Timing and some luck and some fate. Right. Uh, I kind of believe in that. I do too. It's yeah. like that whole idea of when opportunity meets preparation. Yeah. And then it's also energy, it's attitude, it's staying encouraged, being yeah. persistent. Mm -hmm. You know, there are so many layers that add up to where we end up. Exactly. Yeah. And, and we all have to just look ahead and say, okay, here I am. Um, what am I doing? What will tomorrow bring? And am I doing something good with my time? Am, right. I, am I purposeful? And stay encouraged. You know, yeah. those are my three mantra words. Whenever I need them, I'll say encouragement, determination, and joy. Exactly. And I focus on those three things and it, it can flip the switch when I need it to. When I wake up every morning, I say thank you. Yes. Thank you for another day. I'm grateful. I want to make good use of my time. Right. You can always find gratitude and that can always flip the switch. Well, we're listening to the music that we started with. Every breath I take. Good stuff. Every yes. move you make. May every breath you take be yeah. as positive as it can be and as encouraged and as filled with gratitude as possible. We thank you so much for listening to us today. I'm Ernie Anastas. And I'm Patricia Stark. And yeah. this has been The Pep Talk. Stay with us. We'll be back again next time and have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. <laughs>